Every day matters. The small things you do every day will shape who you will be and the legacy that you will leave. If you're on social media, just uh, uh, if, you, if something sticks out to you, hashtag every day. And uh, if you want these notes, just send an email to info at bridgechurch.cc and uh, we'll get those to you. Let me do a quick, quick review. We've been talking about cumulative effects. I nailed it. I nailed it. I'm getting hung up on that word for two weeks. The third week, I'm going to get it. So uh, I got that one. Examples of cumulative effects, both positive and negative. We've been talking about finances. We see how that uh, adds up after a while. Your health, how you take care of your health relationships, your career. And in this series, we're dealing with positive daily practices that lead to a spiritual life well-lived. Really, you're as close to God as you want to be right now. You have to take responsibility for your walk with God and drawing close to him every day which would be a great title for a sermon series. You say, Pastor, I don't know how to do that. I I've, I've, I've haven't grown up in church or, or I'm a new believer. Listen, we have many opportunities for you to grow in your relationship. We, uh, we purchase devotionals for you to have. You can pick them on the back table here, the guest services table. Pick those up. Read those every single day. Uh, on the back table there, we have the Gospel of John. And there are is, uh, four sections in there for you to do, kind of a study uh, to lay a foundation with your faith. We provide a service. We spend over $5,000 a year to provide a resource called Right Now Media, which is basically that Netflix of Bible studies. And it's, and it's anyone that attends the bridge, it's free to you guys. And there are thousands of studies that you can do. I know, uh, I know, I know uh, husbands and wives that watch that at night. Um, instead of watching a lot of that junk on TV, they, they watch something that's edifying to them. Um, we have moms that, that fold clothes during the day, and they put that on while they're doing that. So we encourage you. If you do not have access to that yet, just send an email to info at bridgechurch.cc and just say you want access to Right Now Media, and we will hook you up this week. We encourage you to serve. Take a test drive. Uh, that's how you grow. When, when you serve others, you grow in your faith as well. We encourage you to get involved in, in, uh, in groups here, life groups. Uh, we hope to start some new ones here in January, so just stay, uh, stay up to date with that. Change what you listen to. Uh, maybe you need to listen to a little less of 100.7 Classic Rock and a little bit more of 92.3 His Radio. Now, occasionally, I'll get cut off on the freeway, and I just need a little Metallica at that point. You know, I don't know about you, but maybe, maybe I'm the only one that's not sanctified here. I don't know. But uh, next steps, hey, listen, if you're just like, if you're doing those things, you're like, man, I, I want more. Listen, we have leaders here at this campus that will take you out for coffee, and we'll pay for it. We'll take you out for lunch, and we want to just get to know your story. And we, wanna, we, wanna, we want to we know how we can be an encouragement to you and your growth. So there's no excuse for not growing in your relationship with Christ. We've made so many different avenues available, and we want to come alongside of you, but you have to take ownership of that. 
You have to take ownership of that. So we've talked about the devastating effects of regret as well in this series. And the greatest regret of any man or woman will be rejecting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life. That will be the greatest regret that any of us will ever have. And the wisest decision, the wisest action you will ever take will be to surrender your life to Christ. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. No, tomorrow is never promised. You may live till you're 99, but you might only live till you're 39 or you're 59. It's not really up to you when you will take your last breath in this life. Of course, there's lifestyle change that you can make, yeah, but you know what? When it's all said and done, God's the one in control of when your time's up. You know, I'm a year and a half away from 40. Mama, can you believe your baby's almost 40? But seriously, there is a good possibility that my life is halfway over. You can't dwell on the past. All that matters is today. How am I going to live my second half? How are you going to live your second half? And last week, we talked about Paul's clear instruction from 2 Corinthians 5 about our responsibility to serve daily as God's ambassadors, his representatives on this earth. As his disciples, we have been given a message of good news. So how did you guys do this week? You know, last week was a, was a pretty challenging message. Were you, were you a little bit more intentional about being an ambassador for Jesus this past week? Hopefully you were. And we are to both demonstrate the gospel and speak the gospel. And if you be Jesus to people, you have an opportunity to share Jesus. And we talk about it all the time, the importance of being Jesus. All right? And, and, and that's, it's so important. But you know what? There also comes a time when you have to talk about Jesus. We want to equip you to be able to share your faith as a disciple of Christ. And if you don't know where to begin, just share your testimony. You know, share what was your life like before Christ? What was your life life after Christ? And what made you come to a decision to follow Jesus? Just share those three, three simple things. Start with that. And then we can go further. So every day as Christians, as his disciples, as Christ followers, we are to live with an intense awareness that we are first and foremost God's ambassadors, representatives in this dark and lost world. And I encourage you, if you were not here last week, to go online, listen to, that, to, listen to last week's message if you missed it. And um, we, put, uh, we put Pastor Farrell's uh, messages online, but we also have the, a Vimeo account that we share the messages from this campus, and I can let you know what those are as well. So in this message today, we're going to talk about an essential daily lifestyle that is necessary if you wish to be an effective ambassador for Christ. If you wish to be a good and effective spouse, parent, family member, 
co-worker, and friend. You must be intentional about the topic we're going to talk about in this message, or you will live your life as a lonely and miserable person. I guarantee it. Today, we're going to talk about your daily attitude. <laughs> if you're on social media, you can uh, post this if you want. A positive, healthy attitude opens doors and creates opportunities. A negative, toxic attitude does the exact opposite. You say, well, I hear you, Pastor, but I just really have an, a hard time maintaining a good attitude. It just, it's really difficult for me. Well, if you're an unbeliever, I totally understand. I totally get that. Because your struggle is because you have yourself to depend on. That's who you're depending on yourself. If you do not have a personal relationship with your Savior, you are depending on yourself for everything. You're depending on yourself for your salvation. You're depending on yourself for, the, for your lifestyle. You're depending on God. I mean, not God. You're depending on yourself for your attitude as well. But if you make that statement that I'm having a hard time maintaining good attitude and you are a believer, then it means you're trying to possess and maintain a positive, healthy attitude without depending on the work and empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life. The God we serve created the universe, correct? All right, so God created everything. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. God's very own presence lives inside of you. So if the God we serve created the entire universe, created everything that we see, don't you think he can help you overcome anything in your life, including your bad attitude? Three people listening. Awesome. You say, Pastor, you're getting in my grill this morning. Okay. You say, like, have you been reading my text messages? This same message is being preached at all three of our campuses this morning right now. We know how important our attitude is because Pastor Farrell, Pastor Andrew, and myself battle with it, especially those two. <laughs> Look what Paul writes to the Christians from his prison cell in Rome. Now, remember, I just said Paul is in prison writing to encourage the believers. Ephesians 4, 21 through 24 in the New Living Tra Translation says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, 
created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Quit living your old life. Quit living your old life. You have a new identity as a Christian. And a bad attitude does not glorify God. It doesn't. And I'm telling you what, man, this is probably one of my biggest struggles. My attitude sometimes. My attitude stinks sometimes. And, and so I'm really working through this message because it's one of my biggest struggles. And, um, you know, you guys see me out in the lobby and see me on stage, and I'm like, but you know what? I'm not like that all the time. Just ask my family. They'll tell you. I read an article. No one's, did they say amen to that? <laughs> Nothing like family to tell you some truth, right? Just don't want to do it while I'm preaching. I came across an article this week that I've read about five times. And I've condensed it a little bit. And it's so powerful. And I'm like, I have to fit this in the message somehow, some way. And so I'm going to do it right now. It's called Five Evils of a Bad Attitude. And uh, it's by Jen Thorne, and, and uh, I, can, I can send it to you if you want. I think I'm probably going to put this up in my office, in my car, in my, in my uh, bathroom, just kind of several places. But she says, is a bad attitude really that bad? A bad attitude is not a small problem, but a dangerous sin that does far more damage than we imagine. You're saying, whoa, whoa, a bad attitude's a sin? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one thing when, when um, you know, we, we all have struggles, all right? But when I'm confronted that, that the thing I'm struggling with is a sin, I give a little bit more attention to that thing, right? And so that's what we're talking about. There's five things that a bad attitude does. And it's a dangerous sin that does far more damage than we can imagine. Number one, write these down. If you don't have paper, write them on your hand, whatever. It's just so important. It's unworthy of a Christian. It's unworthy of a Christian. It's going to be quiet here for about five minutes, and I know God's just moving in your heart, so that's okay. We have been adopted into the household of God. We have been made royal priests. We are the bride of Christ, and God paid a dear price to make us free. We are a people who have been guaranteed a future so glorious that we can't even begin to imagine it. Therefore, it is below us to have a bad attitude when plans don't go our way, or when seasons of life are hard. If anything, we end up imitating Satan instead of Christ. Let me read that one again. If anything, our bad attitudes imitate Satan instead of Christ. Remember, the devil is the most discontented, dejected, and proudest creature in the world. Number two, it has evil companions. It has evil companions. A bad attitude is always accompanied by a number of ungodly friends, which include ingratitude, complaining, envy, jealousy, and anger, just to 
to name a few. It is a popular sin that gathers many others in its fellowship. The longer our bad attitude goes unchecked, the more our sins will multiply. The longer our bad attitude goes unchecked, the more our sins will multiply. Number three, it stems from pride. It stems from pride. Bad attitudes flow from a prideful heart, a heart that says we deserve for our day to go the way we had planned or for people to act in a way that we approve of and for life circumstances to be free of hardships, annoyances, and frustrations. It is foolish living and will rob us of our comfort both mentally and physically when we have a bad attitude. We lessen all the blessings and mercies God has shown us in our lives. In the moment we live as though God has dealt with unfairly with us, we momentarily forget how awesome and good he is to us. Number four, it drags out your troubles longer. Joy and peace will be the character of our lives when we do not pit our desires against what God has for us. There will be hard days, messed up plans, and difficult people, but the more we fight and rail against them, the harder and longer our troubles will seem. Number five, it spreads to others like an infection. Our bad attitude spreads to others like an infection. And you know who it spreads mostly to? Those that are closest to you. Those that are most precious to you. Those that you would lay your life down for. Think back to a time when you were hanging out with a group of people who were complaining, bad-mouthing, or otherwise expressing a bad attitude towards someone or something. How easy is it to join in? This is because attitudes are contagious. They influence and rub off on people, causing others to act in the same way. A bad attitude mars Christ-likeness in us and robs us of our calling to encourage others. You can't have a bad attitude and be an encouragement at the same time. You can't do it. Sometimes I have a bad attitude. And what a bad attitude reveals in my, is my ongoing need for Jesus. We all continuously need his forgiveness, his help, his wisdom, and his spirit working in us to conform us more to his own image. It is impossible to do this on your own. When we find ourselves with a bad attitude, we need to repent and look again to Jesus and all we have in him. There we will find joy and peace to overcome our circumstances and strengthen us as we follow Jesus. Amen. I'm done. Dude. I'm telling you what, if we will get these five things, our lives will change. Our families will change. You know why you, why you can't be an ambassador for Jesus like he wants you to? Because those five things are destroying our life, are destroying the fruit that God wants to bear, are killing our testimony as Christians. We should be salt and light. I'm about ready to take my sweater off. I'm sweating. We should be salt and light to this world. We should look different from the world, not look like them. And too often we're looking like the world looks. But we need a, a, a renewed dependence on Jesus Christ 
to help us live as his sons and daughters. I want to talk about a good, healthy attitude that is based on my dependence upon the grace, the divine enablement of Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord. When Jesus is your Savior and friend, when Jesus is your Savior and friend, and you know where your home is, which is not here, which is in heaven, it should keep your attitude in check. It should. And I, I, listen, I'm preaching the preach today, buddy. I'm all up in my grill as well. So today, I want to talk specifically about the sources of a bad, unhealthy, negative, and destructive attitude. We all struggle with a bad attitude throughout the week, but some people live there. Their address is 105 North Bad Attitude Way, Goldsboro, 27534. All the time. All the time. Number one, bad attitude source number one, you have become lukewarm. Is anyone in here like lukewarm coffee? I'll say, if you raise your hand, you're weird. It's, gr it's gross. It's disgusting. You can't ingest it. Maybe you've drifted away from God, so you're not depending on him. You're depending on yourself. Revelation 3, 16 says, But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I have an example about King David. King David was a man after God's own heart. And one day, King, King David was a warrior for God. All right? His place was to be out on the battlefield. And instead of being on the battlefield, he's in his nice, cozy palace getting jiggy with it with Bathsheba. Listen, you never drift towards God. You never drift towards God. You have to be intentional to remain close to the Father. Like, he doesn't leave us, but we distance ourselves from him. If I'm not drawing close to God, I can be tough to live with. Our oldest son, Graydon, told Sabrina this week, Dad's got a bad attitude in the mornings. Don't you hate when you get called out by your kids? But you need that, right? Listen, I'm a morning person, but man, my morning's got to go. I mean, everything needs to line up, buddy. And I need to be out the door at a certain time. And if not, mm, good luck, good luck. You know, sometimes I have a bad attitude, throughout the day, and I don't even know why. Raise your hand if you have a bad attitude sometimes and you don't know why. Hey, honesty here on Sunday morning. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And anyone that didn't raise your hand, I, I bet you're miserable to live with. That's just so. Getting... Get, 
just laying down some truth here. All right, bad attitude source number two. You inherited a bad attitude. You inherited a bad attitude. Maybe you were brought up in an atmosphere of anger, jealousy, victimization, where the talk in the family was, our family has been cheated. Or maybe this inferiority, where, where it was always talked about in your family, where we're not as good or as important as other people. You know, I hear some people say, well, my mama and my daddy had a bad attitude, so that's just the way I am. Listen, your mama and daddy are 80, and you're 60. When are you going to stop using that excuse? Call it what it is. Let's call it sin, and quit passing the blame on others. Let's own it. Let's own it instead of, instead of passing the buck like our society loves to do. A bad attitude may be in your DNA, but it's not in your God DNA. And I know some of you are not saying amen because your mama is sitting right next to you. (laughs) And that's okay. Bad attitude source number three. You're wounded by a real or perceived injustice. And I don't want to take away from that because it's very real. You may have every right to be hurt right now because of what's happened, upset, angry. But you can't let that wound or perceived injustice define who you are and let it run your life. Without God's help, you won't get past some of your deepest wounds. You know, I hate that you had to experience whatever you went through. And and, and as a pastor, man, I hear some really terrible things. But you can overcome it. You can overcome it. Why? Because I know people who have overcome deep hurts with Jesus' help, and they are the sweetest people that I know, filled with love, joy. They have such positive attitudes, and you just want to be around them all the time. The world says that you should have a bad attitude because of what you went through, but they, but those same people that, 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 that choose to live a different life Choose not to continue to live as a victim, but continue to live as an overcomer. That can be you. We want to help you get there. You don't have to do that by yourself. God's brought you to the bridge. God's brought a church family in your life to love you and to listen to you and support you. God knows what you've gone through. He was with you when you went through it. And don't let a wound or perceived injustice justify a bad attitude for the rest of your life. Number four, bad attitude source number four, long-suffering can cause a bad attitude. Maybe, maybe some of you are going through physical suffering right now. I mean, every day you are just in excruciating pain. Maybe, maybe it's emotional or, fer- or, or verbal abuse. And and that can create a bad attitude. Maybe it's being a caretaker for for someone else. And you know what? Let's not forget about the caretakers. There are caretakers right now who every single day take care of someone else, and it's a full-time job. 
and they are exhausting. And, and I want to tell you, like, man, like, man, there's some days I can't even take care of myself, you know, let alone having to take care of someone else. And that can affect a person's attitude. Bad attitude source number five, living in a fantasy world. Living in a fantasy world. Maybe you have unrealistic expectations. Ever seen the movie Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase? You can raise your hand. It's okay. You're not going to be struck by lightning or anything. It's okay. I I watch it every year. Unedited version sometimes. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, I think about Chevy Chase, and, and he just always set the bar for this over-the-top Christmas, Thanksgiving, summer vacation that, that it, was, it was never going to happen. It was never going to be the way that he thought it was going to be because he just set the bar so high, and he had unrealistic expectations for family get-togethers. He had unrealistic expectations for real life. Thanksgiving is in four days. Let's get real. Your life isn't a Hallmark movie. It's not. It's not. Some part of the meal is not going to turn out like you thought it would, even though you followed the Pioneer Woman recipe to a T. Twenty-year-olds in here are like, who, the, who is that? Someone this week, most likely on Thursday, is going to get ticked off because of what someone else said. It's going to happen. Your team is going to lose one of the football games played. And if you're a Browns fan, you're used to that. <laughs> I heard a joke this week. It said... If you find a Browns fan, marry them because they are loyal as all get out. (laughs) And and no one more loyal than me, baby. You can't control anyone else's attitude this week. You can't control anyone's attitude on Thursday. Accept yours. Accept yours. When you live with an unending lack of contentment, an unending lack of fulfillment, you will constantly have a bad attitude. Because you're not in heaven yet. You're not in heaven. Bad attitude source number six. Broken relationships. Unresolved conflict. Maybe it's between someone you love, your spouse. Maybe it's between your kids or or your parents or parents, and you have no relationship with them right now because of something that happened years ago. Maybe unresolved conflict with with a precious friend who used to be really close to, someone in the church, a coworker, a neighbor, a pastor. Hey, Bad attitude, source number seven, feeling 
controlled by others. A sense that you never feel in control of your own life, that you always feel that other people set your agenda and determine your priorities. Source number eight, living with a constant sense of urgency. You always feel behind and never able to catch up. Does somebody feel that way? You can never relax because there is always something to do. We got any type A people in the house? Raise your hand. Some of you didn't want to raise your hand because that means you wouldn't be in control right now. <laughs> That's me, man. There is always something to do. When everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. And you live a hurried, and I live a hurried and frazzled life. And at times, filled with not a lot of consistent joy, peace, or contentment. You probably have a bad attitude over the smallest things during the day that don't really matter. Type A people also like to be in control. My fellow type A brothers and sisters, we are not in control. And the more we try to be in control, the more frustrated we will be, which means people won't like to be around us very much. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me give you an example. You're not always going to be able to find your toddler's other shoe when you need to get out the door or you will be late for school and work. By the way, if anyone finds a size four black and green shoe, please let me know because it's been missing since Monday and it's driving me crazy and it's put me in a bad attitude. Because <laughs> we just bought them a couple weeks ago. We can't find them. You know, the back, back, in, uh, back in the day, the, the old school gloves had the clips on the glove and the, and the coat. We need to do something, something with those with shoes. I don't know. Something. Some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. That's okay, man. 80s kid, 80s kid. Um, bad attitude source number eight. Always making comparisons. Always making comparisons. You know, most people or more people have more money and nice stuff than I do. Or more people have more talent than I do. Or, you know, why don't people struggle the way I struggle? Psalm 73 is all about this. And, and, and read that when you get home, Psalm 73. And, and it's just this psalm of comparison about, about how this writer's life is not the way that everyone else's life is. It's very real and raw. And that's another reason why the Bible I believe it's so true because it doesn't hide anything. It doesn't hide people's sins. Bad attitude source number 10. You can't or won't see how blessed you really are. You're unthankful all the time. You're unthankful all the time. God has done so much for you and me and sometimes I wish I could just, like, teleport all of us to a third-world country so we would stop complaining at least for a few hours, so I would stop complaining for a few hours. 
In 2 Timothy 3, Paul lists the negative signs to look for in the last days. He talks about abuse, rebellion against parents, boasting, and love of money. Do you see that in our world today? Do you see abuse, rebellion against parents, boasting, and love of money? We see it all the time. And it's heartbreaking to see the hatred and the violence and division right now. To think that our kids are growing up in a world that we didn't have to live in when we were their age. And, and sometimes you just want Jesus to come back like right now. Well, guess what other negative sign to look for in the last days this verse talks about? Unthankful. Unthankfulness is one of the signs that the end times are, are upon us. Thanksgiving is in four days, but I don't want to be thankful for just one full day out of the entire year. I want to live a life of thankfulness, but I need Jesus every day of my life. I need my church family. I need my wife and my kids. I need my life group. I need my good friends like Adam and Pastor Gage. Because when my attitude stinks, I need people who love me enough to tell me that, whether I see it or not. So what do we do? In conclusion, what do we do? What, what, where do we go from here? First of all, you need to ask God to reveal your true attitude. Ask God to reveal your true attitude because he loves you. He created you. And he doesn't want you to think that you're living a grateful contented life when you're really not. And I've been very transparent today. Ask someone who loves you, preferably a believer, how they perceive your attitude. Just ask them. Ask them today, ask them this week, hey, how do you think my attitude is on a consistent basis and don't get mad and don't get into a bad attitude if you don't like their response. Be honest with yourself about your attitude problems. Be, be honest. Ask God, ask someone else, and be honest with yourself. Those are three things that you can do today. Attitude is so important that we are actually going to talk about it again next week and how to overcome that. So important. And we weren't planning on doing it two weeks, but it's really important. And I hope that you will be here. And uh, if you've got some family in town that needs an attitude adjustment, tell them to come to the bridge <laughs> next Sunday. Next week, we'll drill down into steps you can take to repair your bad attitude. Uh, if you guys are into books, I, I encourage you to check out this book by James McDonald. It's Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late.
change my attitude before it's too late. It's, uh, it's also available on uh, Audible or Kindle as well. You can listen to it in the car as well. And, I, and as I think about that book title, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late, how does that resonate with you right now? God, change my attitude before it's too late in my marriage. God, change my attitude before it's too late. Will I still have an opportunity to provide a loving, encouraging, godly home for my kids? God, help me with my attitude before I get fired from my job. God, help me with my attitude every day because I want to be an ambassador for you and I can't be an ambassador for you if I continue to have this attitude. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for uh, today. I thank you so much for allowing us to be together. God, this, this message really... Uh, it really kicked my butt. It really did. And uh, I'm very convicted. And I want to apologize to you, to my church, to my family. Because, God, there's so many times I make excuses. And so many times I want to pass the blame on someone else because why my attitude stinks. And it's not right. And it's not right. And I can't do it if you don't help me. And you promised you would help me. Lord, you've given me these commands to obey, but you've also given me the promises that you would be there to help me obey and to live a life that honors and glorifies you. God, so just help us. We need you. We have to be intentional to drift towards you. Because if not, we're going to drift from you. And God, we have an awesome opportunity this week to be with some family, to be with some friends that are far from you, Lord. There's many people that we're going to talk to this week that we're going to rub shoulders with that don't know you as Jesus Christ. And we want so badly for them to know you because if not, God, they will spend eternity without you. And this may be the last Thanksgiving that we see them. But how can they embrace you if they don't see us, his followers, living a life that glorifies you? God, they're not going to want what we have. And they're going to continue to live a life separated from you. So God, empower us this week, this Thanksgiving, 2016. That's all that matters to live a life for you. Help us to live a thankful life for you. God, if there's anyone in here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that has, maybe that has drifted from you, maybe anyone in here, God, that 
God, they're just not in a good place right now. They're, 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 they believe in you, but they're not in a good place right now. I pray that you would speak to them knowing that you are here. If there's anyone in here right now, Lord, that has been through some, some, some a trial, that, that has been through a difficult time, Lord, that, that the past keeps on coming back up in their presence, and they can't help overcome that, I pray that you would help them overcome that. And God, we, we can embrace you as Lord and Savior right now. All we have to do is admit that we are a sinner in need of a Savior, that we give you control of our lives, that we believe that you died for our sins, that you rose from the dead, that you ascended into heaven, and you're coming back to get us. That's all we have to do, God, to surrender. Is there anyone in here right now that needs to surrender? You can right now. God, I thank you for, for never giving up on us. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, God, that you love us, that you're proud of us. You don't shame us. You are Savior and you are friend. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Man, I just feel like there needs to be like a response right now. Um, so if you want to just take a few moments, uh, if you want to, man, you can be here for the next 30 minutes if you want. I'll still be here. We're going to have some people up here at the altars. And, uh, man, I just feel like this is a message for all of us. Whether, even if you don't know Jesus, even if you haven't embraced Jesus, even if you didn't embrace Jesus today, this message is for you. This is for you as well. And, and we want to come alongside of you. We want to help you. We want to love on you. We want to help support you. And so I'm going to be down here. Um, and uh, if you need to get going, you, you can go. Um, but if you need some time just to, just to reflect a little bit, I just encourage you to take that time. Uh, don't forget one for change. Let's bless uh, people here in our community. So if you have a dollar bill, whatever, just throw it there on the offering. Love you guys. Uh, week four of every day next week we're going to we're going to teach about how to overcome a bad attitude so I encourage you to be here enjoy your thanksgiving we love you guys don't forget a uh, military uh, at the princeton campus and uh, have a great rest of your week take care